Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode number 11. 11 episodes. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. So exciting. It, it is so encouraging to see how how so many of you have been blessed by what we've been doing and it's not even us it's it's the lord uh, you know working through this and it's it's all very humbling and so um keep those it, it's also encouraging to the the guests that we have on cuz they see a lot of those comments and seeing you know whether they re- you know give a word of knowledge or release healing um to see the testimonies of those so keep those comments coming everybody we love it and uh yeah so um my guest today is one that you guys are all a lot of you are very familiar with um, she's a, somebody I have the privilege of calling a friend, um, and she has a, just an awesome prophetic word that she sent to me today, and I'm really, uh, we kind of feel an urgency with it, her specifically, but me as well, and um, I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear it. Um, it's a weighty one, uh, but uh, it's one that, yeah. Without any further ado, let's bring in Krista Elisha. Hey! hey. It's my friend. I'm it's so excited to be here again. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into this because we have a lot of ground to cover. Um, and you basically, everybody, this is kind of what happened. She sent some notes and then got, you know, blasted uh, and, you know, and got another word, but they actually kind of connect in some ways. Yeah. And so I kind of want you to touch on the first thing that you sent us that you said you want to talk about, and then we can jump into this new revelation. But it was about, we are we are in a full circle season. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So full circle, it's interesting because I really didn't know. um, I'm not really that smart. I was a high school dropout and a drug addict before I met Jesus. And so a lot of the stuff that I know it's because either I've received it through like um, infused knowledge, like in the spirit or because, you know, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the glory of Kings to search a matter out. And so like, I'll start researching things when God starts putting his finger on something. So um, full circle just means to go in a circuit circuit. It means to come back to where you started um, and, or to start um, all over again. And, uh, as I was just praying into that, there was about three weeks there. Um, cause you know, I sent these notes to you like last week and yeah. the Lord had already been speaking to me about this stuff for, you know, a month before. Um, but I would be praying and in the spirit, he would take me into the encounter that Ezekiel had with where he saw the wheels within wheels and the eyes that covered the wheels and um, the men in linen who were walking in between the wheels and taking coals from in between the wheels and scattering them over the land. And um, I said, Lord, I want to understand these wheels. Like what exactly is Ezekiel seeing and experiencing here? Because this is kind of weird, you know? (laughs) And there is weird, you know, there's stuff that you experience in heaven or in the spirit that is kind of scary sometimes, or like kind of, I don't like, we're just human beings. And, um, 
our our understanding is so small and so but god loves to give wisdom to those who who ask for it and um so i'm just asking the lord like okay well what what exactly is with these wheels and um he takes me into another encounter where he begins to show me time um but his version of time not time like we understand it or like though i should say really the western world understands it you know western uh perspective is that time is on a line that it's all linear but to god it's actually cycles everything Mm -hmm. works in a circle and so we see things like you know the changing of the seasons and how the earth spins on an axis around the sun in an orbit all the Mm -hmm. planets are on orbit and all the stars and um life is a cycle. You know, we see in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a season for everything. And so really the wheels within wheels, it's, it's all about time and how God has set us in this fixed place in time. And it's interesting too, because even a wheel, like you can't move forward or backward without a wheel. Mm-hmm. And so we're always, we're moving on a wheel (laughs) throughout space um, forward uh, and everything goes in a circle. So, and it's interesting too, even with the whole concept of time, the Lord has really been uh, giving me some crazy revelation on it about how humans were never created for time. Mm, Um, The whole reason that time exists is because when lucifer fell from heaven he came here right that he there was a fall and then there was the fall that happened to mankind in the garden but we were actually created to be eternal beings we weren't created to experience death right Mm, right and god in his mercy um actually created time as a prison for Lucifer. And this is how we can explain how the lamb was slain from the foundation of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And but and how Lucifer has actually been judged, but we haven't seen his final judgment yet. Mm. And okay. so yeah. what the enemy does is that in time he tries to get humanity or God's people off of their designated off of God's times and his his appointed times and seasons to delay his final judgment because he's already the verdict is already out he's already been judged but it his final sentencing doesn't come until the end of the age mm. yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I love when it. I when yeah. the Lord showed me that I was like Oh my gosh. And you can understand why in the Bible, like in the book of Revelation, um, I think it's chapter 10, there's a giant uh, angel with a rainbow halo around his head Mm -hmm. that is standing on the sea and on the land. And he makes this declaration, no more delay Mm. for the time of God's uh, plans and purposes to be revealed to men Mm. and released on earth. Mm. So, and that's all leading up to you know, the final judgment of, of Satan. Yeah. So yeah, I love that whole, I, I, I love conversations about time like this. Um, uh, it's like big brain stuff, you know, <laughs> like, but on God, God standards, you know, it's just like too, too big to like fully comprehend, but mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh man, I, 
it's those moments where I just, I just get filled with a sense of awe of just like who God is, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. So what is also really cool about that is that, um, we can actually go back to the future. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) I know I do too, but we can, we can actually like, because God talks about redeeming the time, Mm -hmm. he'll restore the time. He adds time onto the Mm -hmm. end of, you know, Hezekiah's life. And, um, the trick to, I wouldn't say the trick, but I mean, it's really important that we understand the time and the season that we're in, not just at the, as the body of Christ, but, um, you know, as individuals. And I, you know, I know that, uh, in the new covenant, we're not, we're, we're, we're released from celebrating, you know, the Lord's feasts and mm-hmm. new moons and things like the Jews celebrated. Right. Yeah. Um, especially the, you know, us Gentiles that have been engrafted into the vine. But when you begin to understand like the Hebrew concept of time and God's appointed seasons in his calendar, mm-hmm. um, you can see prophetically what is about to come around in your life for that time. And, um, it's, it's so interesting. I can always tell which prophets are truly tuned into the voice of the Lord and know when things are truly about to happen because they will be picking up on things that are in, um, God's calendar, like Mm -hmm. in the Jewish feasts and holidays and the months, it's, it's really interesting. That's Mm -hmm. a lot to get into. So I won't do that today, but maybe um, some other time. Some other time. Yeah. 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 Um, but people, we all like, you know, Ecclesiastes says that there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. And that's totally true. And um, there is also, you know, we see like the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, that they had to go in a circle around the base of the mountain for 40 years in the wilderness And before they could cross over into the promised land. And I believe that that is a prophetic picture of how when we come out of Egypt, our old life, and we receive new life in Christ, Mm -hmm. that we have a choice. We can either take 40 years grumbling and desiring to go back to our sinful ways and our old life um, and go around the mountain (laughs) in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. right? And God will still love us. He'll still take care of us. But until all of that old life, sin life from Egypt dies off, we can't enter into our prophetic promise. And um, I feel like, you know, for this time that we're in, there's like an invitation and to, to many of God's people. And the invitation is, will you, you know, let that old nature, those, that old way of doing things, will you let your grumbling and your complaining against me? Will you let all of that die in the wilderness? And will you enter into the prophetic promise that I have waiting for you? Mm. Or are you going to continue to make golden calves and not trust me and let fear be your idol. Hmm. And are you going to stay in the wilderness? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's the big thing, fear every time. Cause why did the Israelites not cross over into the promised land? They looked at the giants and they're like, 
oh my gosh, we're like grasshoppers to them. It was about, it was fear and comfort. Well, and, and on top of that, it was, you know, like just to add to that, it was like having a, a fear that God wouldn't come through for them, yeah. you know, in a different situation, whatever situation it was. They're like, why'd you bring us out here to die, Moses? You know, and it's like, dude, did you not just see what God did back there? Like, come on. So, right. Yeah. It was not believing who he said he was and believing, trusting his word, although he had shown up time and time and time again for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so, and I really feel like, you know, the body of Christ in the world, like, especially with what we're going through <laughs> with, um, some of these mandates and like, uh, forcing um, certain things on us, trying to continue to shut down the church and, um, you know, shut down our religious freedoms. Like I think about the pioneers that came over here and like what they had to sacrifice, you know, they knew when they left their country to come over here to this new land, that half of their ship was probably not going to survive, yeah. but they did it because God, they had a word from the Lord and it was to pursue the right to worship God in a free land. Um, and, and that was really our whole country. The pioneers came here for freedom of religion, you know, to escape what was happening in the church of England at the time. And they literally sacrificed their lives, you know, um, said goodbye to their family that they would never see again. And, you know, here we are in uh, all these years later, and it's like, we have so many people who are afraid to offend somebody mm -hmm. that they're wearing a mask or getting jabbed beyond their desire to do it. Um, yeah. And we're in this place where like, well, you know, life is so comfortable. We live, we've got so many luxuries, you know, and nobody's willing to, to stand up and fight for our freedoms. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, you know, I can really look at where we're at as a church um, in, in the United States. And I can see like, wow, like, okay, this must've been where the Israelites were right there on the cusp of their promised land. So are mm -hmm. we going to move forward or, you know, are we going to shrink back? Yeah. And, well, I really and on top of that, sorry, on top of that too, like, um, last year I spent a lot of time going over, um, you know, the founding of this nation and there's a great book called 1776. I, I recommend it. I actually still haven't finished it, but, um, I'm halfway through it and it's, um, so one of the things that was the most, it, it really put me in the mind of the people at the time, um, because you actually had pastors who were for English occupation and mm -hmm. let's just guys like let's just keep the king like he's a good king you know we can be loyal subjects and and they're fine it's not that bad and then you had people on the other side the you know the continental army you had pastors on that side too who were like guys this is like not biblical what they're doing and so it's really interesting I saw that and it was like my my eyes got opened like I understood things differently now, mm -hmm. having gone through 2020 and seeing um, seeing 1776 through that lens of being like, wow, like 
you know, it is, it's kind of the difference between freedom versus comfort. Sometimes people want to be comfortable versus actually being free. Because if you actually have freedom, it means that there is a larger degree of personal responsibility. There is a larger degree of ownership. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But. And that that takes me to like, you know, that was the church in, in Laodicea that, uh, you know, Jesus rebuked in, in Revelation and said, you know, uh, you have the reputation for being alive, but you're really dead. Mm. And, you know, you're poor. And the Church of Laodicea, they had everything that they needed. Laodicea was a really rich Asian uh, province. And the only thing that they didn't have was clean flowing water. So the one thing that they actually needed for life, um, they had to have, you know, brought in from other places. But by that, they had to have like um, tunnels and aqueducts like made. Mm -hmm. But the time that it got there, it was all calcified. It was nasty. It was Mm -hmm. lukewarm. And that's why Jesus said, you know, um, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out. He, there was actually a, um, a a metaphor there that or a simile he was using with Mm -hmm. the geographics of Laodicea and their economic stature and uh versus like spiritual realities and i really feel like um you know the lord is breaking that laodicean spirit of compromise off of the church um because we're awake and we're realizing like wow yeah we we have a reputation for being alive because of all of our programs and all of our out, mm-hmm. you know, outreach and all of our this and our that and our conferences. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, like when push comes to shove and we saw what happened last year during the shutdowns, mm-hmm. like there was compromise and um, complacency and compliancy. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it, And I, yeah, so, and I mean, and this is not to put like, um, you know, shame or condemnation on anybody who was pastoring a church or on a board that shut down, you know, during, you know, the, the COVID shutdowns in 2020. But I really feel like, again, the Lord is bringing us full circle. And I feel like these things, these issues are going to come back up. Mm -hmm. And we, as the body of Christ in the United States of America, have a choice are we going to shrink back in fear? Are we going to shrink back and shut up and allow complacency and compromise to um, to rule our decisions? Um, or are we going to enter into the promised land? Are we going to believe that God is who he says he is? Um, that he's going to be the same God who brought us through and, you know, won the revolutionary war and who has stood up for us time and time again, or, um, are we going to allow, um, are we going to allow an antichrist agenda to take out, um, the country that God has ordained, uh, to be the evangelistic nation in the end time harvest. Um, <laughs> I mean, and that's where we're at and desperate times call for desperate measures, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, so I really just feel like this strong urgency to the body of Christ. Like 
yes, it's full circle, meaning like we're going back to the beginning and God is going to give us another opportunity. Mm. Um, but we need to come back to our first love. We need to come back to the simple gospel. We need to come back to simple devotion to Christ. Mm. Um, and yeah. we need to come back to that same pioneering reformation spirit um, that our forefathers had for yeah. when they came here and they established this this beautiful country. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. You know, so that's where we're at. And and I really felt like too that, you know, on a personal level for many people, um, you know, fear has been keeping people from moving forward into what God is calling individuals to do, Mm -hmm. um, to build what God has called them to build. Um, you know, there was, this was actually a personal thing for me. The Lord told me, uh, last year to, to build, um, an online, uh, program or I'm still like trying to get vision for it. So I don't want to spill all the beans, (laughs) but, um, he wanted me to build something online, a digital ministry that would bring in the end time harvest. And mm-hmm. um, I allowed distraction and um, really just feeling kind of intimidated by how large it all felt mm-hmm. to keep me from being uh, devoted to that thing. And the Lord brought me back. There was um, some conflict that we had uh, in uh, one of the last tent uh, meetings that we had. Um, and I said, Lord, like, why is all this happening? This is so crazy. I don't understand it. And he said, Krista, like, go back to the thing that I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, go back to that thing. I'm releasing grace mm-hmm. right now because I don't want my people to miss it. I don't mm-hmm. want you to miss this thing that I called you to, you know, now you can see everything's come full circle. You you can see what is really happening, all the details. You see where you fit. You see where your, you know, your, your dear friends fit in this overall vision that I am casting, you know, into your time uh, for such a time is this. I need you to pick up your piece and I need you to run with your torch Mm. and stay in your lane uh, because it all fits together in the end. But you have to do the thing that I've called you to do because people's destinies are dependent on you staying in your lane. (laughs) Just like, and, but not just for me. I mean, that's for everybody. You know, Jeff, I was, I make jokes all the time that uh, good old Zuckerberg, like my destiny was attached to Zuckerberg. You know, because if he hadn't created Facebook, then I would have never had a platform to release that one video. I know, is it crazy? I know. And that guy don't like Christians, (laughs) you know? Um, So here we are. I mean, it's crazy. Like we're all interconnected and woven into this beautiful storyline and Mm -hmm. and the history of, of heaven. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what was it? Was it as simple as just you know, seeking the Lord when you had felt like you were like, man, what's going on? Like around when he said, then in response said, you know, go back to the thing I told you to do. Um, and you know, you need to stay in your lane in order for others to, to flourish as well and do what I need them to do. What, 
was it as simple as a, a conversation? Like, was it? Oh, gosh, no. It was like a huge bomb of spiritual warfare went off to try to completely assassinate me and uh, my ministry partners. And um, I was actually, it's so funny. It was one of the original words that I was going to send in this. I actually, uh, we were in the middle of the tent crusade and on a Saturday night. And I went into uh, a vision. We were in this moment of really ecstatic praise. Like the whole place just blew up. Like Jesus walked in and he was enthroned and people were dancing and shouting and getting touched. And I saw this huge ancient book come down out of heaven. And on the cover, um, I saw myself um, as the bride of Christ, and I had a helmet on specifically and a sword and a shield. And I was standing on a huge, like, looked like a sea monster with seven heads. Hmm. And I was like, what in the world is that thing? And I I, I didn't know what it was at first, um, but I saw my old book um, where... Uh, my old book got shut and Jesus signed it. It is finished, um, in his blood. And I knew that it had been put up on a shelf. I was talking to you about the library of heaven, Mm -hmm. um, how it had been put into, um, my particular bookshelf that has all the volumes of my, the, the exploits of Krista Elisha. Like we all have a, a section where we have books written about us in heaven, Um, but that had been put up and the Lord said that the book for this last year has been written and it is finished. And I am now opening a new book, um, for you, but I knew that it was like corporately, it was released for the, for the people too, um, and for nations. And he said, my desire for my people in this season is that the book perfect storyline that I have written for you before the foundation of the earth would match the story that you live out on earth. And um, he said, I desire for my people to know what is in their books, what is in their scrolls and to live from that place. And really, if we read um, like Hebrews 11, we actually see that is um, a type and shadow of what our um, books in heaven look like because it's all our exploits of faith. Mm. And that's how it's written in heaven. And that's what God wants us to walk in is we walk by faith. And so it's acts of faith um, where what God says we actually follow through. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like that is, that is the heart cry of, I would argue every believer who's genuinely following the Lord. I think that, you know, and it's like for various things, like people get hit by um, courage, a lack of courage, you know, um, whatever. And I know for me it was, and I may have shared this on the show before, but forgive me if I have, and you're like, Oh, this again. Um, (laughs) But um, I was, I had actually, actually it was, um, it was doing one of these shows and I, it was very early on. So it was like episode, probably like episode three, I think. Um, and I remember just having this internal dialogue with myself of just being like, God, like I miss, I miss, I feel like there's been something missing in terms of just hearing clear words of knowledge about people, you know, on the street. And I've just been like, and, and he, 
he very, I mean, immediately was like, what was the last thing I told you to do? And I was like, Ooh, it was to go. It was to deliver a prophetic word to, to somebody and to pray for healing for another person who both work at the same store. And I hadn't done it. And I just felt so much conviction, you know, and then I went and did it. And, um, you know, but it was just like, sometimes it is. So you, you kind of having that same conversation with the Lord of like, well, Krista, what was the last thing? Go and do the last thing I told you to do. And I think that that's so important. Um, is it, but then there are also people, and maybe I'll ask you your advice on this. There are some people who are hearing us say this and going, okay, that's all well and good, but I don't know what the last thing the Lord told me to do. I can't even hear him right now. What would your advice be to somebody who is like, I'm with you guys, I'm tracking with you guys, but I don't have anything that I feel like I'm in, you know, I've stepped out of my line in, you know, or I haven't done yet that the Lord told me to do and I didn't do, as it was the case with me. Um, but they don't have any direction. They don't have any clear direction. What would your advice to those people be? So my, my advice would be one, if you don't feel like you are hearing the voice of the Lord, then go create space. Number one, where there are no distractions with the Lord and search your heart, ask Holy Spirit to come and to search you and to know you and to, you know, see if there's any wicked way in you and release forgiveness, mm. release to forgiveness to people who come up. I've realized that um, a lot of times when we feel like we can't hear God, um, our hearts are really cluttered, meaning we have so much stuff going on, our minds are so busy, or we've really been hurt and we're holding bitterness and unforgiveness towards mm. somebody. And that is creates a seared conscience in which we're not able to perceive God's thoughts and his feelings towards us. Mm -hmm. And so going there and just releasing forgiveness um, and asking God to forgive you and to just restore um, your heart to innocence again, um, that would be my first suggestion. Um, my second suggestion would be what is the thing that you dream about in your heart doing for God and you can, you know, literally in your imagination, you can picture all the good things that would come from it. And it's coming from a pure heart, not because you want recognition, not because you want people to know your name, but because honestly and genuinely you want to go about doing good and destroying the works of darkness. Um, that almost 100% of the time is actually the Holy Spirit creating a hunger in you mm -hmm. to go out and do the things that God dreamed for you to do, um, before he laid the foundation of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, and you might not have like a real clear, I think a lot of people think that the voice of God comes in like this loud audible voice that comes from outside of you, or that it comes from like, you know, we hear this still small voice. A lot of times it's just a prompting and a gentle impression, you know, that leads us and guides us from 
the center of our being from our belly, you know, um, other times it's, um, it's inspiration that pops up into our mind. We, the Bible says clearly that those who are in Christ now have the mind of Christ. And so we can receive and know his perceptions and his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so if he's in us and he's, he's going to sound like our thoughts, (laughs) There's a difference between uh, communicating with Jesus inside of us, the spirit inside of us, and then actually um, engaging in the spirit realm. That's Mm. two different things. But every believer, you know, it's our portion. Jesus said that my sheep will know my voice and another they will not follow. And, And so that's what I would say. I would say if you are having a hard time hearing God and but you've been able to hear him in the past your heart is probably cluttered and it needs cleansed and, you know, find space and time for him um, to just go back to simple devotion, go back to your first love, go back to the things that you used to do when you first fell in love with mm-hmm. them, pray, read your Bible, worship, you know, um, ask him to expose if there's anything in you, like any unforgiveness, any bitterness, any hurt, mm-hmm. any disappointment, and let him wash all of that away because those with clean hands and a pure heart will see God. Mm, that's so good. Hey, yeah. Amy, that one was for you. There was this girl last week, she's 19. Yeah. And she's just had a lot of, you know, like, how do I know? I don't know if this is from God or I don't know if, if you know, what I'm, I, I want to make sure that I'm in alignment with him. And I remember being at that age, you know, young in my walk and, and having a lot of angst about hearing the voice of the Lord and being like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't know, you know, but it's like, if you are in communion with God and then like you were saying, it's like a suggestion, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's really, sometimes it's easy to identify because maybe it is the thing you don't want to do, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like when I got into missions, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to a base over there because I was, you know, through the missions organization and I'm, I'm from Salem, Oregon. And the Lord was like, and you're going to do it here. And I was like, no, <laughs> but, right, yeah. but I knew that it was God. I knew that it was God because it was like, okay, well, I definitely don't want to do that. You mm-hmm. know, but also there are other times where it is that thing where it's like that burning within you, that desire within you and the that that's the Lord revealing to you that, that desire that is like, yes, this is the, what I created you to do, you know? Yeah, And so it isn't a one size fits all situation where it's like every single time God is just going to ask you to do things you hate, you know, mm-hmm. but that does happen. And, you know, if we're going to follow the Lord, you know, the other, the other thing too, I think a lot of times like people are like, well, I'm just, I'm not courageous. I'm not bold like you. I, and I'm like, what makes you think I'm bold? Mm-hmm. Cause I just do what he says. I mean, mm-hmm. It that doesn't, or because I have yellow and pink in my hair, a little bit of that. I really, yeah. well, you know, it's funny because I didn't even really want to do that. The Lord suggested that I do it hmm. because He said that it would be a prophetic sign. Okay. And so it's a lot of maintenance, and I would prefer not to do it. But it's, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, if it's going to be a prophetic sign and it, and it means something to you and to God, to your people and whatever, then I'll do it. Right. Yeah. So, um, But even like out on the street, like doing street evangelism, ministering to people, praying for the sick, whatever, or even doing stuff in a service, you know, there's lots of stuff that I'll do in a service that he tells me to do that. It's like, oh, I got to die to myself because that's really embarrassing. You know, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, um, 
but there's a resurrection on the other side of the cross, you know, like mm-hmm. there, there always has like, in order to experience the power of his resurrection, you have to die to your, to your flesh, mm-hmm. to your, you know, your self-respect, your dignity. Um, I love Jennifer Ives says, um, you have to, sometimes you have to do the ridiculous to see the miraculous. It's yeah. totally true. Mm-hmm. And really courage is not a matter of not experiencing fear or experiencing intimidation. It's experiencing it and choosing to move through it. And um, that's truly what courage is to me. Um, and it's just understanding too, that you're not ever going to have to do anything in your own strength, Mm, that God is going to show up for you as you step out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think too, that some people think that, you know, circumstances have to be perfect, like, or, you know, I know people, they're like, oh, well, the Lord gave me a word. I'm going to go to, to Kenya and I'm going to, you know, take care of widows and orphans and I'm going to pray for the sick and they're going to get healed. But I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting for him to, you know, provide that plane ticket or that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, it's it's amazing that God gave you that word and he will do that. But, you know, this is your base camp. This is your training ground. Mm -hmm. So if God's called you to those big things, how are you stewarding that word in the moment with the small things? Because when you're faithful with the small things, then he'll make you ruler over much. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I started doing prophetic ministry or, you know, just in general, I was just so in love with Jesus. I was a hairdresser, mm-hmm. you know, and the Lord said I would be doing somebody's hair and he would tell me to, you know, give a prophetic word to the lady that was in my chair, even though she was like a Satanist, awesome. <laughs> you know, it's pretty scary. And you're like, yeah. oh, you know, what if they don't pay you? What if they like sue you? What if you like, you know, there's all these things mm-hmm. and you could lose your job. And, I, you know, I started there in that small place or when the Lord told me that he had um, placed the gift of healing in my hands and that if I would pray for the sick, they would recover. And I'm like, you know, OK, well, how can I activate that today, Jesus? every person that you see a cast on in the grocery store, ask them if they would like prayer. (laughs) That's scary. That's embarrassing. And, you know, but I'm sure everybody in my little town thought that, you know, I was the crazy Jesus lady because (sighs) they could not walk into Kroger. If they had a cast on, they were going to get prayed for. And I didn't see anybody get healed for hundreds and hundreds of times. I would even get correct words of knowledge on what they had wrong with them. And I wouldn't see healing breakthrough. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Lord, you know, why is that? And faith in the kingdom, it's, it's all upside down. When we, when, when heaven responds to hunger and to our faith, and that means that as we continue to step out and we continue to do things, even when we don't see breakthrough in that moment, it's actually breaking down the walls of doubt. And it's, it's, it's us building our faith muscles. And then when we see small breakthrough, we bless him and we thank him Mm -hmm. for what we've seen. Mm. And then we then have faith to believe in the bigger thing, mm-hmm. you know, and to believe for more and to believe for increase. And so a lot of times when we don't see breakthrough 
and when we step out in faith, I truly don't believe that it has anything to do with God and his desire to heal because it's always his desire to heal. We mm-hmm. see that with Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was the perfect type and shadow of the father and the father's heart for mankind. I think that really what God is trying to do is break down the walls of disbelief inside of us. Good. Yeah. And yeah. so I just, whoever needed to hear that, I just bless you to step out. Mm-hmm. I bless you to look like a fool for Jesus. Cause he looked like a fool for you hanging on the cross naked. Uh, and he didn't even count it shame, you know, cause he knew that you were his reward on the other side of the cross. Um, I bless you to know that having emotions is normal, but they don't have to dictate how you live your life. Mm. And um, that you, there's nothing that you can ever come up against. Um, spiritually speaking, that God will not show up for you. He will always show up for you and he will always show up for the person in front of you too, according to your faith. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And so, you know, the books going back to like what God was showing me for this season is like, Mm. It's really important. A lot of times I think too, like we'll see the big picture or God will show us the end of the story, but we miss out, especially if you're a prophetic person, you'll miss out on the space and the journey of preparation in between. And we, we do not want to miss the preparation time because, Mm -hmm. um, you'll end up having a premature baby. We don't (laughs) want that. No, (laughs) that's never good. Um, So it's important to ask God to lead you and to guide you day by day in your process with that. And because it's all about a journey, it's not about a destination. I mean, even Mm -hmm. when you get to eternity, like there is no time there. What do you think you're going to be doing? (laughs) You know, it's not about a destination. It's about Mm -hmm. the journey that we have with Jesus and finding joy in that journey every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, so that's for individual lives, but, um, corporately as the body of Christ and as the, as a nation, we are coming full circle again. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love that the Lord takes everything that the enemy meant for evil and he turns it around for good. Um, and you know, in the circumstance where God showed me these new books and told me to go back to the beginning, back to the thing that he first told me to do, it started with like some insane spiritual warfare. I was like, oh my gosh, revival is an act of war, y'all. It's not like we think it's all fun and like feeling good and the glory and whatever, but it is like when demons start knowing, like they start recognizing, like you're taking territory, expect backlash, expect war, expect hard situations. Um, but also know that as you humble yourself before the Lord and, um, you allow him to prune you and to perfect you in those seasons that you come out looking more like Jesus and you're ready for the next battle. God will never, um, he'll never bring you to a battle that he's not already equipped you to win. Right. But yeah, so I feel like with that, the Lord is saying that he's going to give us strategies to take out the the dragon of distraction that um, was sent to purposely delay and derail our destiny, mm. um, which is amazing. And that's good news. Yeah. 
So going to the word that the Lord shared with me today, I'm probably just going to read it verbatim, like as yeah. I received it um, yeah. and what I sent to you. Yeah. Um, but the Lord um, told me that, so we're in a full circle season. Um, he even compared like the life of Peter to the church of America and how, you know, Peter was called uh, in the boat by Galilee on to, you know, pull in a harvest of souls. Um, you know, he had his salvation experience. And then at the end, he ended up denying Jesus three times, but Jesus came back after the resurrection. He met Peter right on that same shoreline on the boat and restored him by saying, Peter, do you love me three times? And so for every denial, there was, um, there was a restoration moment where Peter got to tell Jesus, you know, I love you, master. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said, well, feed my sheep, care for my lambs, care for my flock. You know, I've never made that connection ever. Like, and I, you're saying that I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah. It took him right That's back so to great. the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, and then the Lord, you know, so he showed me that. And then he also showed me that there was another, there was a redemption of the time that was lost there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the redemption of the time that Peter lost in that fall um, was the time between the ascension where Jesus went up to heaven and Pentecost. When Pentecost came, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he preached the gospel in front of all those. He denied Jesus in front of a little girl before the Holy Spirit came, you know, was scared of a little girl. But then the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost and he preached the, the gospel with boldness and with power. And 3,000 people got saved and entered the kingdom that day on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And so there was a thousand people for each one denial. Mm -hmm. And so there was a redemption, not only of time, but of the souls that would have got to know the gospel or heard the gospel that were lost mm -hmm. in that God That's, redeemed it all. Yeah, super good. And so we're in that season um, as the body of Christ in our nation in the United States of America right now. And God has taken us back to the beginning. It's really interesting that um, there was a cycle that started, I believe, at the fall of the Twin Towers, the original 9-11. And there was an opportunity there for the body of Christ to really step full blown into national and international revival. But we dropped the ball somewhere. Mm -hmm. And there was this, um, you know, I hear stories now. I was just a teenager, but I hear the stories of, you know, the spirit of volunteerism hitting the nation and, and how the lines between, um, you know, social and economic and, and, uh, even racial lines were completely blurred and wiped away as, um, you know, the, the nation rallied together, um, to, to come to the aid of, you know, our, our, our family in, in New York city during that tragedy, you know, mm -hmm. but it was short lived. Um, and I believe that the revival that should have followed the reformation that should have followed didn't happen. 
Um, and I, I don't know why that didn't happen. The Lord didn't share that with me entirely, but, um, even with the fact that like, you know, guys like Robbie Dawkins, because of nine 11, they ended up going into Afghanistan and, and planting the underground church there. And there's, it's been the, the fastest growing, uh, church in the name in, in the world actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing and because God uses what the enemy meant for evil that's and right. turns it around for our good. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that's amazing. But even that uh, during this recent terrorist attack from China <laughs> with COVID-19 and with oh, the election, she said it, everybody. don't try it. to tell me it's yeah. not a terrorist Deal attack. It. It's absolutely, <laughs> it was a terrorist attack. It has been. Um, we have just, it has been so sinister and covert and that we have not recognized it for what it really is, but this is, um, high level, um, warfare, not just in, um, you know, the natural realm, but in the spiritual realm. And, um, God has been trying to awaken his prophets to see this. And so it's not surprising to me now that we're in this full circle season that we see something happen in Afghanistan again, where all of a sudden all these Afghanis are scattered, you know, um, and specifically the, the church in Af- Afghanistan is scattered. Um, you know, so it's funny today. I like had, I was telling Jeff earlier before we jumped on, I totally forgot what my show notes even were for today. <laughs> and, um, I was just praying and I was asking the Lord if there was anything on his heart and what he wanted, um, you know, what he wanted to do specifically on the broadcast. And, um, I'm just going to read this verbatim because yep, this is what he good. shared with me. And this is, this is the big word that's weighty that I felt like, um, I needed to release. And so it's going to be released here for the first time today, uh, 55 minutes into the broadcast, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. Isaiah 55 Ask me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Hallelujah. That's a sign and a wonder. There you go. Come on. So, um, the Lord So in a time of prayer, I was asking what was on the Lord's heart. I found myself taken into the spirit and I was in an office cubicle. Um, I saw a tired looking uh, Asian man walk up and he took a seat at the computer desk in front of me. I saw in, in his physical form him sitting there, you know, and he had a button up and and slacks on, but I could also see spiritually in the atmosphere, uh, there was a demon of depression that was weighing down on his shoulders. It had like snares in his shoulders, um, and it's gnarly little feet on his back. And as the demon pushed and kicked the man on the back, the man put his elbows up on his desk and he covered his face, like just threw his hand in his face. And then the demon began to whisper lies into the man's ear until the man was so oppressed that he sunk his head into the desk and he began to cry. Um, The tears only stopped when the demon whispered this last lie and it was so sinister and diabolical and evil. Mm -hmm. And um, the the demon said, your only hope is to end it all. Mm -hmm. I watched as the man came into agreement with the demon 
And suddenly all the walls of, of the cubicle fell down around us. And I watched as rows of hundreds of Chinese people all sit up from their desks and um, began to walk towards uh, the windows of this skyrise building and then jump off and, and plummet to their death. And, you know, as I received this, it was like a full immersion encounter, very similar to what Ezekiel encountered when he was snatched, snatched up and, and taken places. Um, and so it was, it's very metaphorical and it was almost like being in a 3d or a four dimensional movie. Um, so if you can kind of imagine it as that, as I read it. So I, I was, uh, watching these, these Chinese people just jump out of these windows and fall to their death and, and commit suicide. And I was so disturbed and like grieved in my spirit. And I said, I cried out, Lord, what does this mean? And, um, I was transported to the outside of the skyscraper. There was deep darkness all around the base of the building. And I could just smell this foul stench of sin and death and darkness that was covering the land. Um, below the building. And I knew that I was in China and I felt that maybe I was in Hong Kong. I, I don't want to say for sure. Um, but that's what I was feeling. It was some kind of capital in China, capital city in China. Um, so I watched then outside of this building as the, the square window panels changed into the appearance of a large sheet of graph paper and I heard news reporters in the background begin to say um, they were like releasing a report, although I couldn't see the reporters. They were saying the suicide rate in Hong Kong and other cities like it in China is at an all time high. And um, I could just hear the chatter of news reporters. Mm -hmm. And as I was hearing that, a giant metric chart appeared on the graph paper before me. And I watched um, in real time the suicide rate calculations just shoot off the chart, mm -hmm. just hopelessness through the chart. Um, it was astronomical. And, you know, my heart just sank thinking of all the souls who were ending their lives not knowing Jesus. Um, and then the spirit of the Lord said to me, the light shines brightest in the darkness. This will be the next birthplace of the fastest growing church in all the world. Mm -hmm. That was when I saw them coming. And um, by them, I mean the Afghanistan Christian refugees. And they were burning with the fire of the Holy Spirit. I saw them finding they were actually infiltrating China. Now, I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't even know if China like allows refugees in their country. But all I knew was that I could see people that were burning with the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ that have been had been impacted um, by the the Afghan church. Or maybe even this is like the spirit of evangelism that was resting on the Afghani church mm. um, is going to infiltrate China. And um, 
it, it's going to find its way into the Chinese underground church. And so I saw these little huddles of, um, you know, gatherings of Chinese um, Christians, and they were all in like dingy basements and like underground and underground facilities and hiding. And um, they began to catch fire and the fire, the fires grew in size and in number until they were everywhere and they began to disperse the darkness. And not only did the fires go out wide, but they also went up high and they caught whole towers and uh, buildings just ablaze with the glory of God and his presence. And I heard the Lord say, the kingdom is like a little bit of yeast that put into a lump of dough will permeate the entire lump. The enemy has tried to assassinate my Chinese bride, but he will be unable to quench the revival I am releasing there. This move, who I feel the Holy Ghost, this move will not only impact the lower and middle class, it will impact government and economics and a great inner reformation will begin to take place from the inside out. Now watch who I choose to be the forerunners in this move. And so then I was taken into a bedroom and there sitting on the edge of a bed was this petite little 15 year old girl. And she looked like, um, almost like a sad little porcelain doll, uh, in a pink prison cell. And there were posters on the wall, you know, teenagers room. Mm -hmm. And she was wearing, um, a plaid school, um, school uniform. I heard the Lord say almost with like a thrill in his voice of like excitement. Um, she doesn't know me yet, but when she does, she is going to set her whole world on fire with my love. And instantly my spirit went to the thought of the woman at the well, whose name was Fotini. And, um, she became the first person that Jesus in his, you know, ministry here on earth openly told his identity as the Messiah to. And she became um, the first New Testament evangelist. She ran back into Samaria and told mm -hmm. the whole village, you know, come and meet a man who knows everything about me, yet isn't ashamed to be seen with me. Um, the Lord reminded me also of the testimony I heard about the most influential apostles in the underground Afghanistan church actually being women. Mm -hmm. And that's I right. know and that. in the church of Iran as well. Oh, that's amazing. See, I didn't mm -hmm. know that. Yep. But um, he reminded me of that. And I was just so amazed by how he loves to use like the small, the weak, the despised, you know, and the foolish things to make a mockery of the enemy, you know? Um, yeah. Especially Islam. I mean, with the way women are treated and, and elevating women to that level, God's like, those are my people. Those are the ones, yeah. you know? Yeah. So cool. I, that's exactly like, if anybody ever asked me like, Krista, how did you, you know, launch your ministry? How did you, did you? I'm the least I'm despised. I'm foolish. That's it. You know, that's, that's really it. I nothing but Jesus. Um, so then he finished by saying, there are many like her that I'm raising up in this hour. Why do you think the enemy has been murdering all of the baby girls here in China for so long? 
He's terrified of her and her sisters, for they will birth the likeness of Jesus in each soul they touch, and their seed shall crush the head of the serpent king that rules in the second heaven over this nation. So at this point, I'm certain that I'm actually in the atmosphere in the heavens above China. There's no doubt about that, which is unusual. Usually I'm in the atmosphere above the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I was snatched up and I was taken into the air and I, I was looking down on the countryside and I saw the great wall of China. um, And I saw a red, a red dragon who was the gatekeeper or the principality over the nation. And he was actually blocking um, the ability for the gospel to be declared. Um, Mm -hmm. Principalities, they're actually gatekeepers over regions. And um, this is why Jesus in uh, Revelation, he said, I'll open man or I'll open doors. No man can open. I'll shut doors. uh, No man can shut. He was saying that we have the keys of authority to take out with our mouths, with our decrees to, to open up regions, to shut regions, right. Um, to, and, and hearts and souls to receive the gospel. Whenever I see keys and I see doors, I think of, uh, I think of people and I think of the proclamation of the, of the gospel. Um, even Paul said, you know, pray for me for this effectual, uh, door that is opening for me to proclaim the gospel, right. So it was this gatekeeper and he was a red dragon. And um, I knew that he was like a a Leviathan spirit. Um, Anybody that knows anything about Leviathan, I'm not going to get into that today, but um, it's a king of pride. So the Lord said, I am bringing down the king of pride that has built walls to keep my gospel and my messengers out. I have chosen to do it with the most humble and lowly instruments. The nations... (laughs) Uh, this nation's own pride and greed for world domination will inevitably be their downfall for pride comes before a fall. Their own schemes will become the scandal, um, which is funny. I actually heard the word uh, scandaleo, which um, in our language is the word for offense. Mm. But in Greek, uh, it's scandaleo. But it means it's the Greek word to take offense or to get hooked, to be Mm. ensnared. Um, So their own schemes will become the scandaleo or the offense that ensnares them. I watched as um, I saw this team of like, they were international intercessors on the land, they, I thought at first that they were angels, but they were actually messengers. And the Lord revealed to me that they were intercessors. Um, they were on the land. They threw a large hook with bait, um, in front of the dragon. What was interesting to me is, um, and I don't know anything about any of this stuff, but the bait on the end of the hook looked like a Bitcoin. Huh? Yeah. I saw that in the, the thing I was like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So it looked like a Bitcoin. I don't really know exactly what that means, um, but they threw it before the dragon. The dragon swallowed the hook. Um, and then these frontline, pr- frontline prayer warriors pulled and held the line, making sure there was no escape for the dragon. The dragon began, um, got hooked uh, 
and began to thrash and writhe its body across the nations of the world where it had economic influence. So I knew that there was something about economics. Um, I watched the world economic system began to shake and tremble with instability as this thing thrashed around. Then with a mighty thrust, the saints holding the line pulled the dragon out of his place in the heavens. The red dragon crashed. I feel the Holy Spirit so strong. The red dragon crashed into a marketplace below and I watched the market collapse. Man, I'm if I'm having a hard time talking right now, it is because I'm feeling like the presence of God so strong. Um, the dragon ceased its writhing as I watched the prayers of the saints ascend to heaven and a large red wave of the blood of Jesus came and rested over China like a blanket. Mm. And um, so my final instructions for the Lord were, and, and I'm just going to repeat what he said. Call the prophetic intercessors who are holding the line for America and inquire of them to sow into their own nation's breakthrough by praying blessings over their enemies in China, as I instructed them to in Matthew 5, 44. Plead and release the blood of Jesus as a weapon of spiritual warfare over China to subdue the dragon Leviathan. Call forth the tiny but mighty in power, Chinese women, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. Decree that the great wall of communism will be laid in ruins during a righteous, during, uh, and that a righteous republic will be established from the rubble. Decree and declare life, light, revival, fire, and reformation over China. Decree that what the enemy meant for evil, I will use for good. Decree safety over my people and their assets while the dragon is being brought low. Decree that I am going to burst his bubble and my people will be supernaturally protected in the day of trouble and receive double for their trouble. Decree that the gospel of the kingdom with signs, wonders, and miracles following will go forth in China and will permeate the whole nation. Decree that America, along with China, shall be saved. Decree that the first wells of revival in China are bursting forth. Decree King Jesus will have the full reward of his sufferings in his international bride. Mm. Whoa, and we're 111 in. That is, every time I see that, I think of a thousandfold uh, blessing according to Deuteronomy 111. Mm. So Lord, I thank you for a thousandfold increase for souls being brought into the kingdom in mm. China in Jesus' mighty Amen. name. Amen. Woo. You can't yeah. make it up. We're on no. God's timing. Yeah. He's redeeming the time. Oh, yeah. Woo. There we go. Yeah, I liked how the, you know, the Lord ended that with, you know, a call to people. And I think that that's something that once I saw that, especially then I was like that further cemented. I was like, I asked you, I said, do you feel released to say, you know, say this? Cause I think it was, you know, it's really good. Um, you know, so wow. intercede over China people. Yeah. yeah. I'll even, I'll give you like, if you want to take that and put that in the description so that people can, you know, make those decrees. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like even today, um, one, I feel like Jeff, 
um, if you feel released to um, pray for depression, pray for people that, um, cause there's a, there's an anointing to break that suicidal spirit off of people. Yeah. Um, I'm even feeling like there are people out there. You might even be feeling like you've been struggling with depression, oppression, and you're feeling like neck pain and, and shoulder pain. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing that has been trying to like take you out. Um, mm-hmm. and we just want to break that off of you in Jesus mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Um, actually I feel like that's Jeff for Jeff to do. And then, I'll just lead everybody in and making a declaration um, over yeah. China. If yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was telling Krista that right before, uh, well, it was earlier in the day and, um, and it was right before she sent this to me. All of a sudden I got hit by this wave of depression. I knew it wasn't me, but I was like, okay. And I stopped and I was like, okay, Lord, I was like, why am I feeling this? And it was, it had to have been within a minute all of a sudden I hear my phone go off and I look over and it's you and that first little bit about people uh, in depression and, you know, committing suicide. I was like, I actually think that's it. I think that that's why, you know? And so you saying that, yeah. So wherever you are right now, just if you're really struggling with depression, fear, um, anxiety just stop for a second whatever you're doing um if there's distractions around you if you have to pause this and just get quiet before the lord <clears throat> whoa okay um i just speak peace over you just the peace of the lord over you right now like jesus the name of jesus is bigger than it's bigger than fear. It's bigger than anxiety. It's bigger than, than suicide. And so we just, I just speak to these things that are plaguing you. And by the authority given to me through the blood of Jesus, I say, get out. Get out. Your hold on this person is broken. Just speak peace over your mind, over your soul. And it's such a beautiful thing that scripture says that he restores our soul for his name's sake. And so I just speak life over you, life in Jesus' name. I keep getting the name Alexandria McConnell. I don't know if that's two different people or if that is um, a name of somebody that you're actually watching this broadcast or if it's maybe a child or a loved one. Um, And maybe they've been struggling with depression. Um, Yeah, I just, in the name of Jesus, I just break off all the lies in Jesus' name. I break off all the lies that um, things are never going to get better, that they're always going to be this way, that you're going to have to keep going through these cycles of pain and disappointment over and over and over again. That is a lie from the pit of hell. I sever 
I sever that lie and all its authority over your life. I even, Father, I just release the judgment and the fire of God to interrupt that demonic cycle in Jesus' name. Yeah, just mm -hmm. demonic cycles of um, uh, death and destruction, Lord. We break it in Jesus' name. And I just thank you, God, that you redeem the time, that you uh, restore the years that the locusts have devoured, God, as if the enemy was never even there. And God, I thank you for res restoration of time lost in Jesus' name, um, in that person's life or or in that relationship. Um and I just keep hearing uh, the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are not for harm, but they are for hope and for a future. And I just decree that over you in Jesus name, mm -hmm. that there is hope and there is a future for you um, and, and, or for this person, for this um yeah, for this person and this relationship in Jesus' mighty name. Mm -hmm. And I and I also hear um I hear the name Benjamin. But I hear that you go by the name Benny specifically, like your your uh it's like a family name, Benny. The Lord says, Do not give up five minutes before the miracle happens. It is always darkest before the dawn. Remember that it is always darkest before the dawn and you will always want to give up right before the breakthrough happens. And um, I feel like that might even be a word for a few of you out there that, um, you know, I, I'm picturing Moses when uh, they were fighting the, is it the Amer uh, Amorites or the Amalekites? And he, uh, Aaron and her came over and had to hold up Moses's arms mm. um, because as they came alongside him, when Moses had his arms up, they were able to defeat the enemy and overcome the enemy. But when his arms went down, you know, they would begin to be overtaken. And, and I just, some of you guys, if you are really struggling, you don't have to do it alone. Not only is Jesus with you, um, and he is our living hope. Amen. The hope that does not disappoint, but he is all, we also have brothers and sisters in Christ that um, he has called alongside of us to help hold our arms up when we feel weary. Okay. And so do not grow weary and well-doing. Get with other believers that you can trust, that you can bear your burdens with, mm -hmm. that will help lift you up and encourage you. Um yeah, don't be prideful. It's okay to ask for help. I do it all the time. I have a whole counselor or council of people that I go to when I'm struggling. I've even gone to Jeff. I've text messaged mm -hmm. Jeff like, hey man, like I need some yeah. prayer, yo. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't matter who you are. Be, you know, go low and and receive assistance from people who love you that want to build you up in your faith. Mm -hmm. And also there are a lot of believers that watch this and I would encourage you to my ultimate vision for this is that we establish some kind of a community of people. And we do have regulars that watch these live streams and engage with one another. So if you don't have people in your life that you feel like you can turn to, to bear that burden with put a comment out there, why not? You know, yes. and I would encourage other people 
as you feel led. And even if you don't feel led, people need prayer, regardless of God saying, I want you to pray for that person. So, um, cause we get, we have a mandate, you know? And so I would encourage people to write their name down or whatever, and just start praying for them and even let them know, Hey, I'm going to be praying for you. you know? Absolutely. So. The other thing intercessors is that when somebody puts you on or when God puts somebody on your heart and you keep having somebody's name pop into your mind throughout the day, that's probably an indicator that God wants you to pray for him because they're going through something. Um, so listen to that still small voice and, and intercede for those people as they come up in, in your spirit and as God lays them on your heart. Um, you know, and I will tell you as somebody who um, I actually got saved, Jeff, because my little brother committed suicide. Wow. And, um, that, and it's crazy. My little brother was a believer and really? yeah, he was a believer and, um, I've seen him in heaven. I'm not even going to go down that tangent, but maybe we could do another episode on that. Um, yeah, but on the cloud so. of witnesses, but, um, that the pain of that completely changed my family. And, um, so whoever that you just, you feel like nobody would care. It's a lie. The world, God created you in the world that you are in because you add value to the world. You were created for love. You were created for a purpose and your absence would definitely be felt and it would be missed. Right. And so do not fall prey to those lies. I even feel lies of, um, are just breaking off of people as, as you hear this, mm -hmm. um, the world needs you and you make the mm -hmm. world a better place. And God has a specific calling for you, a specific destiny for you. And we and need it. Yeah. That we need, we need each other. And, um, so don't believe the lies mm. in Jesus name. Yeah. And I just so, got two, I got two scriptures. Um, and these are ones that I went through a season where, and I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but where it, it was, I was like terrified of dying. And I was just like, the spirit of death was just like, and there were two scriptures that the Lord gave me and I've shared them to other people, but I'm just like, these were ones that I really held on to. And I was just thinking about them just now while, you know, while you were praying and talking and, and um, the first one is Isaiah 26, three. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Well, here's the cool thing about that verse is that word in Hebrew, steadfast, actually means to lean upon. It doesn't mean you're steadfast and you're quick. It means to completely lean upon the Lord and allow for his strength, not your own. And so I can't tell you how many times I, anytime I felt the spirit of death, just like come on me. I was just like, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds lean upon you because they trust in you you know, and getting myself into that position. The other one was Psalm 1, uh, 118 verse 17. And it says, I will not live or I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. And I will not die, but live. And I will pro proclaim what the Lord has done. And I just got myself in this place of just praise and worship and just getting myself into this position of praise and worship. Anytime I felt like I was going to die. I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but I just was like, you're going to have cancer. You're going to die. You're going to die because of this. You're going to do that. And ironically, it was right before COVID hit. Um, yeah. So it was in 2019. Um, and so, yeah, those two verses, guys, Isaiah 26, three and 
Psalm 118, verse 17, guys, write those down. If you're, if you're like, just declare those things, man, like, and lay waste to the enemy's lies in Jesus name. Yeah. So Jeff, I love that verse. That's actually the verse that we used to declare all the time over my mom that, uh, the, the Psalms and, um, so yeah, we just totally, we declare that over you, mm-hmm. that you, it's, it's saying that you aren't just going to get through what you're going through, but you're going to come out on the other side of it with a testimony. Mm-hmm. So we just decree that you shall live and not die. And, um, yeah, and you will proclaim the goodness of God in the Amen. land of the living. That's Amen. the version that I understand. Yeah, that, yeah. So. yeah. it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Guys, be encouraged. and. First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen says nothing has seized you except what is common to man. And so, mm-hmm. it, like anything that you're d- struggling with, any any thoughts that I ever have running through my head or whatever, uh, if you're going through a rough season, knowing like, okay, first off, the lies that Satan wants you to believe that you're alone, you're isolated, and then mm-hmm. no one else has ever gone through it. And even talking to just doing in doing Elijah streams and Elijah fire and talking to guests behind the scenes, realizing like the these people like they're, they're people too. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like, like, you know, like Krista was saying like, yeah, sometimes she needs to reach out to people and be like, Hey, you need to pray. I need you to pray for me. And we had Richard Roberts on Tuesday and he even said, he was like, yeah, he's like, we always reach out to people. You know, we have intercessors. We reach out to people too. You know, this is the son of oral, oral Roberts, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and so I think that it's something that's uh, really important to note. you know, it's like, so, you know, it's so wild. The Lord just reminded me, um, I actually have, when I lived in a tent and I was an IV drug addict, um, I went to a church, um, like really desperate praying for God, that God would have somebody there that would just tell me what God thought of me. Um, mm-hmm. because I remembered from my youth, you know, cause I grew up on Elijah list with my mom that, uh, that God talked to people, right? And the church, um, they didn't have, you know, anybody there that operated in prophecy, but um, I was leaving and I was very upset um, that nobody prayed for me. I was tore up from the floor up, scabs all over my face, you know, Mm. living in a tent. It was bad. Probably scared a few people, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But I got a gift on the table for being a first time guest. And the only thing that stood out to me was this little plaque. And it, it said journey for, I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for hope Mm. and for a future. And it was Jeremiah 29, 11. And it's actually up there by my globe. Yeah. That's, um, by the eyeglasses. You can't really see it. That is the only thing that I have in my possession that survived my homelessness. That's the only thing that God let me bring out of that season. How cool. And um, I had that on the station at my first salon that I worked at. And then um, my when I you know, opened my own salon, I had uh, 2911 be the last four of the, the phone number. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so that has just followed me everywhere. And guys, like no matter what kind of situation that you're in right now, maybe you are a drug addict. Maybe you know, you, you do feel like you're in a hopeless situation. You've been crying out to God. Like, look at what God has done with me. Mm-hmm. I am, I am a living testimony of his goodness and of his mercy. Mm. And, um, 
yeah. So I just, I just bless you to take heart in that and, um, to know that nobody is ever too far gone. And maybe you have loved mm-hmm. ones. No one is ever too far gone. Right. Um, Jesus gets the last say and, and he will always be your rock at the bottom, mm. you know? Yeah. So good, man. Yeah. A lot of people, Hey guys, if you were, you know, if, whether you're struggling or whether you actually felt something lift off of you, let us know in the comments. Like we want to see those things. We want to share them with the body of Christ. Anybody else who's reading the comments as well is going to see those too. Um, and yeah. And if you have a word of encouragement as a result of going through that and feeling like you got delivered from something and you have a message for other people who are going through it, who didn't feel something like write that too, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So Krista, thank you so much. It's always, you're, you're the bee's knees. (laughs) (laughs) So are you. I'm quite fond of you too, Jeffrey. (laughs) um... (laughs) You're like, I can't wait till like we can just, you know, be with our spouses and, you know, hang out together, like in person. It sucks you're on the other side of the world. It feels like. I know. Why is that so far away? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days, yeah, we still haven't ever met in person. So, you know, I know one of these, but days, we will, we shall. We will. One oh, day. We will. I know it. Yeah, so. Okay. So, how can people, because you mentioned a couple events, um, mm-hmm. how can people find out about those events when you post them? So, I'm doing a whole revamp of my website. Um, but right now I have part of my website open, which is, uh, but the new address is shop.kristaelisha.com. Um, and you can go to that webpage for, um, I have a whole line of Christian apparel that helps support my ministry. All of her dope t-shirts. Yes. Like all hail King Jesus, which I actually was wearing this when Elijah list first got hip to me. Oh, and cool. I just thought about that full circle, crazy. Yeah, there we um, go. <laughs> so, uh, and that was releasing a word over the United States. That's so wild. Mm. Okay, Jesus, um, mm-hmm. prophet's gonna prophesy. Yep. So, um, yeah, but all my merchandise is there, and you can click on the events tab, and that has a lineup of all of my upcoming events. You can also follow me on Facebook, um, which is Krista Elisha, like the prophet Joy. Um, and Instagram or on YouTube at Krista Elisha. And I also have a Charisma Network uh, podcast. It's a long, lot of things to say. That's okay. It's, it's called- all going to be in the description too. So if gotcha. you're not, yeah. Okay. And that is, um, it's called Get Lit with Krista Elisha. My podcast is a lot of fun. I share my testimony on there and each one, each episode actually has an activation at the end to uh, help guide people into how to encounter Jesus the same way I do mm-hmm. um, in the the realm of the kingdom and in the spirit and mm-hmm. prophetically. So yeah. So if any of you are curious about that podcast, but you can get that on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So yeah. And that's so that. that's it. That's how you find so, me. Yeah. Well, like I said, Krista, thank you. We're gonna definitely do this again as per usual. <laughs> So, yes. Yeah. So, alrighty, everybody, that is our show. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. God bless. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. 
Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.